0: When was the last time you were compassionate, kind, gentle, humble, uh, forgiving, and many other adjectives that we hear in the second reading today? When was that last time? If you can't think of it, okay, that's probably not good. Even just one of them, that's probably, I hope everybody here, was be able to do that because in the end, as we hear in the second reading from Paul, that it's all about these variety of different adjectives that we as Christians, as he calls us, the holy ones of God, are able to follow God. And I think even further with this is the whole fact if you don't already know what sin is, it's very selfish. It's all about me, myself, and I, what makes me feel good, whatever I can do to better myself or whatever. But all the adjectives that we hear in the second reading is kind of the opposite, isn't it? That it's always about someone else, being compassionate towards someone else, being gentle, being kind, forgiving. That's something else. And I think with that in mind is if we start to practice those on a daily basis, we're probably further away from sin because those are very much far away. And I think a good analogy might be is, I don't know how many of you like Harry Potter or seen the books, or seen the books, seen the movies or read the books, is in Harry Potter Chamber of Secrets, I won't give it away for those who haven't, but explain a little bit of it, that there's this, they get in a situation, basically, that have these, like, it's a root little, plant little thing, and the more you struggle, the more it strangles you to death. But once you immediately don't struggle, it kind of lets you pass. And I think that's a good analogy for the sin, is the whole fact that if we're like sin, if we're close to sin, if we're always in our actions being selfish, we're more likely to be strangled by sin, if you will. That we're more likely to go towards that sin. But the immediate once we do the opposite of what it is, we slowly but surely move ourselves away from it. Just as with that plant is very much, once you do the opposite of everybody's first reaction, it will let you go. And I think that's something to know and to understand about sin, is if you truly, truly want to get rid of that one sin that I know, we all have habitual sins that we do. Have we ever practiced doing the opposite? So if you're always gossiping, why don't you say something nice? If you're always being prideful, why don't you be humble and practice those virtues because it's very much a vice and a sin is the only way, or one of the ways to get rid of it is practicing the opposite of it. To get better at that virtue in order to counteract the vice that we do. And that's very much I think a way for our own Christian lives, our own lives within ourselves to do. Because we can't expect us to say, okay, I've been praying to God every single day that he takes the sin away, and then I ask you, have you done anything about it? And you say, no, I just want it to basically magically disappear. Um, trust me, that won't ever happen. It won't magically disappear. God won't just say, boom, it's gone. Not saying like he couldn't, but it takes us actually making that change. It takes us purposely and actively going against it. That, yes, he could if you say, okay, I don't want you to do the sin anymore. But he won't because we are choosing to sin ourselves. He has nothing to do with it. We are saying, I want to do that sin. So it's up to us. And, of course, I'm not saying he won't abandon you and then it's all up to yourself completely and wholly. No. No. But it first takes us to, if you will, start practicing that virtue, start practicing in the end the opposite of that sin we do not like, but to truly go after God with everything that we do. Because in the end, that's us taking a part of our own lives, not expecting it to just change tomorrow, nor will it. We're truly going after God with our whole being actively in everything that we do. And I very much think today we celebrate the Holy Family. I think that's very much what the Holy Family shows us. Of course, there's only one person in there who could actually sin, but it still shows us the good way of the fact that I'm sure all those different adjectives that we heard in the second reading today was very much what each of those members did. That they were compassionate, they were kind, they were gentle, they were loving, they were forgiving, very much so. All three of them were from Mary, Joseph, and Jesus especially. That that was very much how they were following God. By doing that and practicing that on a daily basis. Because that's really what it takes. Christianity is not something that is easy. As we all know, we sin on a daily basis, usually the same sin or sins. That it takes us to take that time to look at and see how can we then change. And like I said, God's not going to abandon you and say, hey, you have to do it all by yourself. No. He'd be there to help us to give that strength to actually do it. But first, we have to start that first we have to invite him into that moment. That first we have to say, okay, I will practice this, God. Help me to actually do it. Because a lot of times that's what it takes. That it's not just us by ourselves. But in the end, it takes us with a cooperation with God, with Christ, to bring about holiness within our own lives. Something that, if you will, is what we should all be striving for. Sometimes we do it better than others, yes. But always getting back to that right path, always getting back towards Christ. Because in the end, that's what he desires what he wants for us, is to be with him. He doesn't want us to be left alone, and he's always willing to help. But first, we have to take that first step to move away from sin, to not be strangled by sin, if you will, to kind of be peaceful and live with Christ.